This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance The mission of this music ain't just to make them And welcome, welcome, welcome back to a recap edition of The Bond Chronicles I am your host, Mr. Bond Chronicles And I'm blessed to be here with my host Mrs. Bond Chronicles and we are going to get caught up because the world has been wild. Not just your world, but our world as well. We told you guys we were going away for a short period of time. And boy, what a time it has been. Uh, so we're excited to get back. But because you did most of the heavy labor, <laughs> I will turn it over to you to say, how's your time been since you've been off? I mean, we had a baby. We didn't just have a baby. We had a big baby. Um, Kobe came. Kobe Bond came. He was nine pounds, three ounces at birth. Yeah. Nine pounds. It was nine or those eight and three. No, it was eight and three when we left the hospital, but it was nine mm. and three when he came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was long. It was really long, long labor. It was Kind of awful for pushing out a nine-pound baby. Um, I have a friend. I think her, her son was 10 pounds. Mm. And I remember when she told me how heavy, like, how big he was, like, my heart hurt for her because it's like, oh, my God. But now having been through a similar experience, my heart really hurts for her. Mm. <laughs> Can totally understand why you don't want to have any more kids after that. Um, so I definitely like there's not a snowball's chance in hell <laughs> <laughs> because they say they only get bigger as after as That's each birth. Mm-hmm. Why? I had no idea. That's um, weird. Okay, it is. So at this rate, I'd have like a 12 pound baby <laughs> next time. So this was the final one for us. We are all done. There will be no more additions to the Bond family. Unless Bella, oh, Bella can't have puppies because she's, no. she's fixed. We're <laughs> not doing that anyway. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, outside of the actual labor part that sucked, um, everything else was pretty cool. Um, you took great care of me while we were there. Um, our staff at the hospital, what for me, was good. Um, Ray's experience in the hospital, any father's, experience in the hospital is always just like an afterthought. Um, but they took really good care of me despite all the awful reviews of the hospital that I read prior to. Um, healing has not been the greatest thing, although I didn't need any stitches, so that's great. Mm. Um, I'm tired, super tired. My boobs are sore. <laughs> Um, but other than that, like, it's just adjusting back to life with a newborn again, which is just crazy because we've got the twins who are two. And I feel like sometimes, like, maybe my body just didn't get completely back to normal after having the boys. So there are parts of the whole newborn experience that aren't as bad as they would be if it's been, like, six years since I had a kid. Um... It's, it's cool. You know, I love babies. So <laughs> that part is awesome. He, if you've seen the pictures that I post on 
Instagram or Facebook, you know how adorable he is. Um, I, I think for me, things are a little bit more sentimental this time because I know he's the last one. So there are different things that are like, like my boobs hurt from him. Like he's got a latch like a vice grip. And my poor, poor babies, like they feel it. But I'm not going to stop breastfeeding. Like, this is the last time I'm going to get to do it. And it's like, I do really enjoy breastfeeding. I breastfed Courtney until she was almost two. The only reason I stopped breastfeeding the boys before they hit one is because I just wasn't making enough milk. So I definitely will breastfeed him for a year um, and just enjoy all these little moments because I know I'm not going to get them again. Well, what about you, Dad? Um, my experience was different, um, <laughs> has been different. And I will say some of this has been a reminder of what it was like last time, because I have a weird mind, like some stuff I remember really, really vivid. And then other stuff I don't be remembering at all. Um, so leading up to the pregnancy, uh, took longer than I wanted, uh, <laughs> longer than expected. We were supposed to be in December 27th, um, and that was exciting because that meant a double the amount of leave time, paid leave, and taxes. Um, as we go into this new year where there's potential delays and tax returns, there was also the ability to get more money um, <laughs> on the taxes for all the fun things we have planned for this year. Uh, however, this guy was not with it at all. Um, as she said, we got to the hospitals on Thursday. Yeah, January sixth. Um, so we he was due on the twenty seventh of yeah. December, and we got the January sixth, and they ended up keeping us, and nothing happened all January seventh, <laughs> and then we got to January eighth, and it was progress, but it was very slow early, early on. Um, but as it time became. It got closer. Like I got into, I had this outfit I was gonna wear. It was gonna be this whole thing, and he was not with it <laughs> at all. So they were like, "All right, you went through probably like eight thousand different positions." They brought in balls. She sat on the ball. They turned her sideways. There was this peanut. It was just <laughs> all this different stuff to try and get this guy to get his game in motion, and he had nothing for us. Yeah. So finally, uh, things finally got going, and for me, which I was hoping that this would happen like maybe the day before as far as the time frame. But as far as I'm concerned, they wrote down the wrong time, but you know people be wrong. Um, he was born at 824 uh, p.m., not a.m. And uh, for me, obviously, his name being Kobe was super significant for me. Obviously, it was being Kobe's numbers. I have pictures. I'll try and put them up um, of the time. I got to go through. I got a bunch of pictures um, for you guys to see that I'm not lying, uh, that it happened. Can't show you the video because – a little graphic and this is YouTube <laughs> and it was blood everywhere. Um but other than that it was uh it turned out okay. Uh the chair that I slept in for two days I think sucked um but we made the most of it. Uh we were also fasting yeah so the food that came was obviously not that great and then you only for me I can only eat the meat of it which made it worse. You couldn't eat Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I couldn't eat the meat. So I had to go and try and make stuff work in an area I'm pretty familiar with, but stuff was closing. Like it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, uh, 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 uh. 
who just come past a huge winter storm. Yes, we were out without power for three, three days. days. That was fun. Shout out to friends who were able to bring us in and give us yeah, shelter, shelter and in our time warm. of need. One night, I think it got down to like 40. I came back the third day, and I think the house was right around 40 degrees before the heat kicked back in. So thank God for no frozen pipes or anything crazy. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot, a lot going on in a very, very short period of time. Um, and to the, to your point, the staff was solid. Uh, the staff was solid. The doctors seemed like they were cool about it. They had the, probably the oldest doctor I've ever seen ever doing the delivery. <laughs> he didn't really talk at all. No, it's crazy because like I go to a doctor's office, it's a practice. So there's, I've seen, I think at this point, almost Ten. every yeah. doctor that works at this practice. We get to the hospital and you know to deliver and I start off with one doctor who I was familiar with. But then comes his, I mean one he was tall. I think he was yeah. like almost seven. He had to be feet six tall. eight or something. Yeah. And then he's like super old, like really he reminds really old. me of that that one guy, I think it's never ending story or one of them <laughs> Uh, or Bush Back to the Future. What's the old guy in Back to the Future? Marty. Yeah, Marty. Yeah. He looked like that guy to me. Um, nice guy. Didn't was, talk a lot. He, was, he didn't talk a lot, but he was really, really nice. And considering how old I felt he was, like he was thorough. Because when we felt like he wasn't going to come and nothing was happening, like he stuck his hand in there and was yeah. doing stuff. And it was something to see. <laughs> Man, it was something to see. Like I saw, I watched last time, but I was at a different angle. I was like over her shoulder looking down. And this time, like I was trying to catch it. And man, that was, I don't know if that was the best decision. That, it, it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot. Uh, didn't pass out or nothing like that, but it, it was different. It was a different, different experience um, from that angle. So uh, glad I won't be doing that again. Because uh, that was, and then he didn't even come out while I was standing at that angle for the longest time. So, yeah, that was. I think that's the part that was pissing me off the most because everybody, obviously, you guys can all see what's happening. Yeah. And all I can do is feel it. And everyone's just like, we see his head. We, we did. see his head. His head is there. And for me, it's just like, well, I feel his head. Why isn't anything coming out so we could be over with this? Like, I pushed for an hour, a good. Yeah. Solid a good hour. hour. And every like two to three minutes or was it maybe five minutes in between most. Yeah. And then we'd push, 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 three, four pushes at a time. And nothing was happening. Like it, I, I mean, was, I, no, we me, could see no. like he was slow, but it was like slow. And then I think what they were saying, and I didn't really see it, see it. It was like he'd come up and then he'd when he would slide back. Yeah. It was just like. <laughs> it was awful. Like. Yeah. Again, like if someone told me I had to have another baby, I tell them the devil is a lie because there's no way in the world just, yeah. it's not happening. But she pushed through. She 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 got there obviously. Yeah. Um, and we we made it, but it was it was something. We got out pretty quick. I think we was out the no, next we, day. We told him we was like, no, nah, we don't need to stay here another day. Like, yeah, he he passed good, all the with blind colors. You can let us out because like, we had him Saturday. We came home Sunday evening. Yeah. Yeah, got him, got up out of there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was an experience. Where we are happy to be a family of four kids, one dog, and two adults, and we will continue to figure out how to make this thing work as they all get older. As our younger uh, two twin boys are now have figured out the last 
twice in the last week. We've woken up with them jumping out of their crib and opening the door. Yeah. Um, one time it was after nap time. We're all in our room just hanging out and our daughter and he just, hey, sissy. Like, what? Who, who let him out? Nobody. Um, yeah, so that that's going to be interesting. Uh, figure out our housing situation yeah. here shortly because we were already tight. Yeah. But now that yeah. he's actually here. And Lord um, knows when he, if with the apparent energy he has bruh. with the other two and their energy. Dog. Yeah, it, 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 yeah dog be going through it. Um, the daughter too, because now they they found out how to get in her room. Um, we've had some experiences when it's been real quiet, and we show up in her room. It's not what it looked like when she went to school. <laughs> um, there's stuff everywhere. Much to her dismay. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's been an experience for us, um, and we're just gonna keep working through it. All blessings, though. We are All so happy. And so you know, kind of with us bringing new life and a new adventure to us. We had a cultural event end um, on TV, a show that we've followed. We've talked about a good amount here. How do you feel like we never talked about it? You know, talk the insecure in here? No, not really. I mean, they only, I don't know. Have they had, did they have seasons when we were started? Okay. Uh, I feel like this one started it. and ended before we can even get back on the thing. Um, so. We did want to get into that. Uh, I think it's important. Of I will course. allow you to give your perspective. We probably have different perspectives uh, on how the last season went. But uh, Mrs. Bond Chronicles, please take it away. How did you feel about the insecure ending? I'm still sad, for one, that it's over. Like, oh, I was like, it ended happy. Oh, no, yeah, it ended happy. Eh. I mean, depending if you were Team Lawrence or Team Nathan. Nathan I mean, I was... Team Nathan, like of course you. I want I wanted Nathan to win. Um, it's just there are shows that you watch that like resonate with you. They you understand the characters, you relate to the characters. Like you can, it's like you you're watching your life on TV. And Insecure was definitely one of those shows, not just for me, but for. A whole plethora of people like it came on to the air and it just took over it completely changed i think and shifted the way that black comedy uh it's scripted, dramedy, right? yeah scripted drama tv has to look from the clothes they wear to their hair to music. the lighting to the music just Everything about the show was about us. It was for us. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've watched it, but they had uh, a special. The recap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it. It's like an hour long, and even still, like Issa and Prentice, they go through and they talk about how important it was for the show to be for us. Like, yeah, white people can watch, other people can watch, but the show was for us. And I think it's been a really long time since we've had a show that felt like that. Without being extra. Without being extra and without having to try to entertain white people at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was. it's really bittersweet that it's over. But I did enjoy how they ended the season, um, ended the series. 
I, like I said, I was team Nathan. I wanted her to pick Nathan. I thought Nathan was better because Lawrence, one, he had a break, baby. Two, <laughs> it had just been so much. I did not think that they were, their characters were strong enough or grown up enough to get past everything that they had been through. But I did appreciate the growth that they showed in the characters in the last season. I mean, really in the last episode. Because yeah. before... They went the, through like four years. Yeah, because by the time the party thing happened and Nathan... Not Nathan. Lawrence pulled a Dwayne Wayne and was like, I'm trying to get my girl back, bro. Um, it's a little different. Nah. I mean, I mean, a little different. But it's... Actually, similar. it's kind of a lot different. <laughs> that one was similar. at a wedding. At the altar, and the other was at a party. I mean, it's pretty similar, but though. like, like the it's concept, a big okay. dramatic. Okay, like I'm getting my girl back at this huge public event. Like all but of our friends. It was supposed to be in private. You tried to pull her aside. Also. Yeah, but that didn't happen. And then yeah. all our friends are here, mutual. Yeah, that's true. I'm you know, you. it's 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 very similar. Okay. Um, he even had a light skinned bestie come and pull him back. You know, <laughs> that's. Definitely what happened. I what is Tiffany's husband's name? I don't know. He's not the most he's, important. He's not, but I wish I knew his name for this instance right now. Um it it's just everything about it. It was just so great. Um I liked how in the end they did touch on they still found time to touch on things that are going Derek. on in the black community. Dick? And Dirk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Dick. Um, with with uh, Molly's mom having the seizure, what is she stroke. have? A stroke seizure. Um, having the stroke. Both are bad. <laughs> Both can be bad. Um, and then touching on estate planning. That is something that is we don't really talk about it a lot in the black community. Who knew that was Tiff's job? Kelly. The Kelly. What I call? I can't stand Tiff. I don't know. Oh. Um, I did. Remember when, in like three seasons ago, um, Issa went to Kelly's office to try to talk about her finances and yeah, yeah, getting yeah. herself together. Yeah, you okay. remember that? No, I mean I did, but the way in which they framed it made her character way more valuable after her character died. <laughs> um, right, which is fitting. She does estate planning, but she's dead. Um, but yeah, continue. Um, talking about, I mean, talking about estate planning. Um, and just the reality that her dad had when he was looking at the sum of his life on paper and how just he worked his whole life and there was not a whole lot that he was going to be leaving behind for his kids. It, like I, I've seen that. I've experienced it in my own family. Um, just all these things that you don't want to talk about, want to think about. But then you get to a point where, dang, you should have figured those sorts of things out and they were not prepared. And then her mom passing away, just that, just a oh, heartbreak. Um, I also, like, even though I was Team Nathan, I definitely, like, I enjoy, I didn't enjoy. I was happy that his character chose his mental health over the toxicity of dealing with Issa. Like he realized everything about this relationship is triggering for me from your being indecisive to just 
everything that we've gone through in such a short amount of time, I can't deal with this. And a lot of people, unfortunately, will continue in the toxic state and end up in, you know, the worst way because they're not listening to what's best for them. So I did appreciate Nathan making the decision that he made, even though I thought it sucked at the time because I wanted him and Issa to be together, but whatever. Um, I liked how they showed the successful, although it started off really rocky, relationship between him and Condola, trying to co-parent and them trying to figure out how that worked. Um, and then the, the consistent theme of the last season was learning to live with and accept the choices that you make, like the entire season. And I mean, for most part, the entire show was them making decisions that were or were not the best for them at the time, and then dealing with the consequences of what those decisions had. And to see everybody, I guess, end at a point where they were okay, they were secure in the decisions that they were making. They were more, I guess, on firm footing and just accepting the way that their lives were turning out and growing as people. Like, I thought it was all dope. Just great ending to a great show. I'm sad that it's over. I hope Issa comes back with something even more dope. Like, yeah. Cool. Um, I agree with most, actually, with most of what you said. Honestly, I was rooting for Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, Nathan, to me, just, he struggled in a relationship. I can only imagine if they would have had kids together, what that would have looked like. You can't just go disappearing when you're a dad um, or when stress happens. I don't think that after that situation, Lawrence would, even had she picked Nathan, I don't think Lawrence would have been gone because there's still a circle of friends. So I think it would have been awkward for quite some time. Uh, I did appreciate the argument that Lawrence and Condola had. I thought it was good to see that, but done in a somewhat tactful way. Because a lot of times when there's black animosity, it always looks a certain type of way or the woman looks a certain type of way. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Uh, overall, I, 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 I didn't have a lot to complain about. Uh, I thought it, I didn't like how quickly they sped through everything, but I understood it. And I didn't like Molly's mom dying. I feel like they could have done without that. I feel like she should have been at the wedding. Uh, I just feel like they could have transitioned it. We got the point when she had the stroke and she had the estate planning. I wanted her mom to be there to see that. Um, at the party when her and I can't think of dude's name, did the edibles. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. I thought that was well done. Oh, that no was really funny. Nothing really was forced. I really appreciate finally getting to see Kelly in her role. I wish we would have saw more of her mm. throughout the series. Uh, but she was became a much more of a staple in the final season, which is good. I would love to see a spinoff. I would like to see a spinoff of all of them the way Power's doing, but I doubt we'll get that. Um, but no, I, ultimately, I was impressed. I was happy with the way everything ended. Uh, awkward that they ended together with, you know, raising the other kid. Or was that supposed to be their kid? No, that was um, that was him and Condola's kid. Yeah, Condola's kid. Condola. Um, so whatever. <laughs> um, the the other thing in the hospital where she start he just starts fighting, beating up the baby. <laughs> um, 
also was that really was good. Funny. Uh, All of those little flash moments where it was just Issa like being stupid. Yeah. Those, all of those yeah, were really those good, are especially you know this baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to see success in the end, because not often enough do we see success. Mm. Everybody really ended up being successful, even in and moving happy. away. Uh, I don't know how happy um, Nathan was, but I think he made peace with it. Um, but no, he was glowed up, like his. It sounded like his shop was doing good and he brought her a gift, so he wasn't broke. Like yeah. he, he looked good. Like Yeah, okay. I everybody guess everybody was happy. I guess we'll go with that. We'll go with everyone was happy. Um and so really for me, Molly was one of my favorite characters. I thought she got a bad uh press at the end of was season Four. before last. I wish she deserved that. No, she didn't. Yes, she and did. we've we didn't talk about that here, but she did not. She was not wrong. Issa consistently did a bunch of grimy stuff for season after season, including to Nathan in the last season where he's like, I'm supposed to be one with the disorder and you're all over the place, which she was. It was this past season. Oh, this last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, ultimately everybody ended up happy, moved on together for the most part. So I was good with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You had something else? Because we got quite a lot to get to. No, yeah, that was it. Like, I really enjoyed it. I'm sad that it's over. Um, I follow her and her production company and her radio. What's your production company for the people? Issa Presents. Okay. I mean, just so people know that's watching. Um, they can go follow as well. On Instagram, yeah. And then the radio, R-A-E-D-I-L. It's like music stuff. She has a music company? Not a music company, but it's like... I don't know what you call it. Like they curate music stuff. Okay. Hold on. I mean, you can continue while I look it up. No, it's kind of like you know your thing. But um, while we look that up, yeah, um, the radio. Uh, the radio. And, and audio everywhere. R A E D I O. Yeah, like oh. radio, like Issa Ray radio. Yeah, but people can't see that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I would have been looking for. Radio. Radio, R-A-D-I-O. Um, right. Um, so there you have it. Uh, definitely shout out to her. Look forward to all the great things she has coming and the big deal she got. And in another, I don't even, it wasn't shocking, but it was a big deal. The three killers of Ahmad Arbery were all found guilty um, mm. of almost all of their charges. I think one, the one guy that was driving, he missed out on two of them. But more than likely, they will spend the rest of their lives in prison. Um, two got life in prison. The other one got, what, 40 years, I think it was? Yeah. Well, uh, no, I think they all got life. But the father and the son, they got life without possibility of parole. And the driver got life with... Was it? Okay. I think so. We can fact check that as we kind of go through. But um, obviously, a big, big step. I think it was... For me, it's the epitome of white supremacy that you would videotape said event. Like, I would think most people would know, like, once you've made a decision to murder someone, you should probably not have video of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that point, I was watching the um, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes l- limited series, I guess you would call it. And the key 
situation, they spent like two episodes trying to get someone to delete the video. And so for them to have this video months after it happened, um, I just, it's just idiocy. Like, thank God you did it. Like, I'm very appreciative that you were an idiot and videoed the murder and kept the tape for people to see and pass it around for people to make it go viral. Um, but ultimately, it, it's it doesn't bring him back. It doesn't bring Ahmad back at all. But there was a semblance of justice. Uh, there's a new Supreme Court justice seat available. And President Biden has said that it will be filled by a black woman. So I'm optimistic that he's doubled down on that. So it has to happen, um, I would think. But hopefully this is a sign of things between George Floyd, Ahmad. Obviously, there's a bunch of people that did not get justice. But my hope is, as I've watched different things in different states continue to evolve, it's progress. It is. Um, it's most certainly And progress. so I, I don't want to poop on that and get inundated with all the bad that has happened because it is pro progressing um, slowly, but it is progressing. So happy days are here for the verdict. And hopefully, you know, we'll get to see a mod someday in the future. Yes. Yeah, so, huh? In heaven when we all oh, die. Oh, okay. That didn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Travis McMichael and Gregory McMichael were sentenced to life in prison without parole, and the neighbor William Roddy Brian, yeah, oh, okay. was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole. So I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm happy that the, you know, they were sentenced the way that they were, considering. The, everything the defense did to try to minimize really what that attack was. Um, they tried to make it as though those three men had every right to do what they did when they didn't. Um, and this is definitely, I think, like you said, a stepping stone to show people that it's not okay. It's not ever going to be okay again especially not in today's world where everything is so much more visible. There are so many more people who care, who aren't just going to let things like this happen. And there's no consequences. There are way too many names, too many people to list who have not gotten justice. Um, so it feels good to see one person get some form of justice, even though this is not going to bring a mod back. Yeah. Um, hopefully we I, I, we will go through this again, but I, I guess the most we can hope for in this country and this world where hate does exist is that people will be held accountable the same way in inner cities, people are held accountable. We want to see the same thing when there are hate crimes and they should be tried and charged as hate as crimes. hate crimes, yeah. Um, so no, a win there. So even in his passing, um, some positivity that can come from it. But on the, the passing tip, it was a tough, I guess, fourth quarter, early first quarter. Um, and this is something that recently, and maybe by the time this is released, we'll have more clarity on Tom Brady. But I was having a conversation with some people, and I think I'm getting to an age 
where a lot of my childhood heroes are either retiring or just getting old. Um, and so we've had uh, the year ended with a bunch of really, really influential passings in fashion and media and entertainment. Um, so I know you wanted to highlight some, and I may have a couple to add depending on who you go with, but you don't want to take anything for granted. And some of these people were younger, some of them were older, but it's just really, really tough um, to see the people that you modeled yourself after or idolized as we just had the um, two-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing and people that influenced your culture in such a way, people that opened doors um, that they may have never been able to walk through because of certain people. When those people pass, it's tough. And prayers to all the families of the people we'll touch on here, but it's it, it, it can provide some solace knowing that if what you know where they're going, but even in that, naturally you feel away. Yeah. Um, so I know you wanted to kind of share on kind of some of the impacts you've had, but I did just kind of want to preface what um, it was a tough, tough end of the year while we were going through the baby stuff and bringing life. There was, there was a lot of unfortunate, big, significant death that did take place. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the first person, and this was like right before the end of the year, Betty White obviously um, passed away just shy of her hundredth birthday. Um, it was real, and it's not even necessarily that her passing away was really sad. It was more of a like, geez. She made it so close to hundred. I mean, one, she definitely did. She made it really close to hundred, but what am I doing with my life? What, how, when, when I pass away, how will people talk about me? How will people remember me? She lived a very, very long, full life. Um, I watched this thing on Netflix about her, I think maybe two or three years ago. And one thing that she said a few times in the documentary was basically, I've lived, I think at that point she was like 90 something. Mm -hmm. um, she's like, I've lived a really long life. And so technically I probably should already be gone. <laughs> So any every year that I get after this point, it's just bonus. It's just more life that I get to love and enjoy and be around people who love me and be around people that I love um, and just enjoy the time that I have here left. And that's really important because we, I don't know, we listen to Mike Todd and the message. Of and the shout year. out to Mike Todd for all you haters out there. <laughs> for sure. Um, I listened to Mike Todd, his um, message of the year is here is holy. And the big part of the, the core of this message is that people are, everyone, especially in today's day and age, we're all so focused on getting to the next part of life. When we get to the next job, when we get to the next level, when I get to this place, I'm going to be this way. I'm going to be this happy because this is where I am. But we're not enjoying the moment that we're living in now. We're not enjoying the blessings and even the struggles of where we are right now in preparation for the place that we're going to be. And for me, that has struck really uh, a strong chord in me because for the last year and a half, almost two years, my mind has been focused on the next thing, the next thing, 
what can I do to get to this place so that we can live this way? And then you see someone like Betty White pass away. And it's just like, she lived uh, an entire lifetime of just all these great moments. But she, her biggest point was she enjoyed the moments that she was in when she was in them. And I think mm -hmm. that's a lesson that everybody can kind of take away because of the way that the world is so fast paced now. Um, we don't enjoy life while we're living it enough. So that was, for me, it was, it was sad, but it was just like, oh, it sucks that she's gone, but she lived an awesome life. Did you want to say anything about Betty? Um, no, I kind of alluded to it, just her impact on our culture mm -hmm. and the decisions she made to allow certain people on her platform that she had. And she used that really up until the end. And obviously we are a very pro-black podcast, mm -hmm. but I do understand and appreciate that white people have a role, um, even in the ending of slavery. Yes, they had a negative role, but there were also white people in Ahmad's case and a lot of these cases that did play a role. And so for people that were willing to sacrifice or use their privilege and use their opportunities, uh, Skip Bayless is another one. I don't think gets enough credit for this. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate and support those people. So for her to do it back when it was super unpopular all the way through and to be genuine, like, I just really, really appreciate that. Facts. Um, another one that was big was Sidney Poitier. Um, he was... It was like in the same week, right? Uh, technically, yeah. Like, he made it to the new year. Yeah. Betty didn't. Right. Um... If you've never watched a Sidney Poitier movie, do yourself a favor, go back and watch. Like In the Heat of the Night is one of my favorites. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is a really great one. Um, Raisin in the Sun is a play that was turned into a movie. And I just think it, the acting is over the top, but it's because originally they were on stage and doing it as a play. So it's a little extra, right. but it's just, he was an amazing actor and he made a lot of, he opened the door for any, like Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Don Cheadle, like there would not really be black actors as we see them today, had it not been for Sidney Poitier. He refused to take roles that were just, you know, I'm the driver or it just, he made so many decisions and he did so many things um, activist wise that really just helped black folks. Um, he, I don't think, I don't, didn't really hear anything about him later on in his life, but when he was younger um, and still viral and all of that, like he was just an amazing person to listen to all those years of knowledge and experience. Those are like, those are the kind of people like you just let them talk and right. then you listen to them talk about life the way that they saw it and see it through the years of experience that they have had. Um, that was really sad to hear him passing away. But again, another person who lived a really long, I think it was 98 um, when he passed, 98 or 99. It was up there. Yeah. Um, lived a very, very long life. He got to do amazing things with amazing people does it say it doesn't give a number i would have to do math 
Keep going. Um, yeah, it was just, it was great. Uh, the career that he had and the influence that he had over 94, 94. Okay. Um, over Hollywood. He, I think he was one of the first black actors to do a love scene with a white woman in a movie. Um, and he almost got, I think he got death threats for it. And all I can imagine. Of, yeah. All kinds of things. Um, but he never let any of that deter him from just playing and always giving an outstanding performance in everything that he did. So that was kind of a big deal for him to pass away. I always used to get him and Harry Belafonte mixed up, even though they look completely different. I was going to ask how that... Yeah, they look completely different, but they both were acting around the same time and doing a lot of the same similar things. Um, and influence-wise, that that's where I mixed them up. Mm-hmm. But... Look-wise, like, they look completely different. <laughs> Anything to say about Mr. Paltier? No. I mean, an icon in, in the, the field, like you said, opened a ton of doors, um, took pride in it, stayed responsible in it. Like, great, 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 great. Great, great, great. Um, I guess for me, the last person um, who passed away recently who had a huge impact on me um, was Virgil Abloh. Like, as a budding streetwear fashion designer, um, one, it was completely random. Um, We just woke up one day and see on Instagram, you know, off-white founder, designer, all these accolades about him. Um, is gone. I was like, that's not right. That can't be correct. And sure enough, you go to his page and they posted it on his Instagram page. And then, of course, all the news media sources. I think Louis Vuitton put it out first. Yeah, Louis Vuitton put it out first. Um, It was just really, really sad. One, because he was so young. He was 42? 43? Uh. Yeah, because I think he's younger than Kanye. His 40s. Died in his 40s. Um, And it's just another reminder that he had passed away from a rare form of cancer. Um, 41. 41? Okay. Uh, It's just like you never know what people are going through behind closed doors. Like earlier last year, he'd signed huge deals he'd done all these different things and you're just like man he's setting himself up to really do some stuff and then he passes away and it's like oh no he sold all that off to make sure that probably his family would be fine after he's gone and it's it was just really really sad to me um just the impact that he had on fashion and I can only imagine the things that he was still had planned to do um, in the fashion world. Just an unfortunate, unfortunate loss. And I can only imagine, obviously, how his wife and his children, just all these people who were connected to him outside of fashion and shoes, how they were impacted by his passing. Um, no, nah, this one... I guess for me might have been more, I guess, culturally relevant just because 
I've enjoyed shoes. I've enjoyed street culture and fashion since I can remember. For those of you who are old enough, back when Platinum FUBU was a thing, and, <laughs> um, FUBU in itself I was, was a thing. FUBU in itself. Um, S. Dot Carter, just the whole. If if you live in D.C., where street city fashion is a thing, like that's kind of always been me. My mom's from D.C., so I've always kind of had that. And so for him to be a dark black face, um, in yeah, that he wasn't even light skin. No, like he was. He was black black. Black black. Um, and so for him to break through in that industry uh, is just what dreams are made of. And I, I'm not going to be that guy either here. I w- have been critical of, you know, him at times. Uh, the Kanye situation I thought was tough. But ultimately, similar to how I feel about LeBron and Kobe, if the person I'm a bigger supporter of supports them, I'm who am I to be upset about it? Um, and so just what he did is continues to live on to this day. Uh, Louis Vuitton has been handing out shoes in different cool orange boxes and stuff. Um, off-white is off-white. It is a, now a staple in the culture and supplanted a lot bigger staples. Yeah. It might be outside of Yeezy, one of the biggest streetwear staples at, um, this, point, at I, this time. I think it is. Especially, I mean, um, it's unfortunate that he passed and it's had that influence. Right. But now that he's passed away, like it's even bigger yeah. than what it was. Uh, so we went, I remember we went to the store, the off-white store. Where was we at? We're in Vegas. Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's good to see someone celebrated while they're here. And I think really everyone that we've touched on today has had that. They Mm -hmm. got a chance to be celebrated in their time. And he was obviously prepping for the big Louis Vuitton release. And that went really well, uh, from the picture and things that I saw in Miami. Miami. So, um, just shout out to him and the deals he made in place. And to your point, I was actually going to say the same thing is, we criticize people a lot of times when we see them doing things or acting a way that we don't understand and we just don't understand. And so for him, you know, it just is one of those things. Chadwick was another one that you don't know what people are going through. And I remember they killed Chadwick because he had a picture. He was super skinny. Sickly looking. And we had no idea what he was going through just to produce the movies and all the things he was doing behind the scenes, but tabloids and things were just focusing on negative and we'll get to them in a minute, but a uh, shout out to Virgil. Uh, thank you uh, for your impact, your influence. And, you know, hopefully there, the, I'm sure there's plenty in the pipeline to be the next you, but you reached the bar, the most valuable fashion house in the world had you as its creative director for, for men's uh, clothing. And in a lot of ways you influenced all the other aspects of their business. So um, definitely shout out to him. Those were my things that were significant to me while we've been on this this break. So cool. Uh, Mine's hopefully we'll get through. And uh, thank you for, you know, you guys riding with us um, through this. Um, But Mr. Kanye West, the right hand, left hand man, I don't know what you call it. So if you're someone's right hand man, are they your left hand man? Is that a thing? Don't no, actually. I would have no, because no, it's not left hand man. I don't feel like that's ever used. But it makes sense. It doesn't. How does it not make sense? Because it just doesn't. If I say, yo, you're my right hand man, that means I'm to the left of you. 
So, would sell. No. That's the thing now. It's just know it, it. It's a thing. I'm an innovator like Virgil. It's a thing. Um, so Virgil's left hand man, <laughs> Kanye. <gasps> yay, Kanye West. Uh, I think it was Kanye before we went away. No, it's not He's... the left hand because it's rude to shake hands with someone using their left hand. So you both right hand mans of one another? Yeah. That seems silly. Um, whatever. Uh, but in the time we've been out. I don't know that a day has passed <laughs> that Ye has not been trending for something. Um, so obviously I've been a huge proponent of his. I've given him thousands of dollars in my life. Yeah, um, just got a new set of Yeezys the other day. Yes, there was a push gift. For those of you who were really concerned about the push gifts, I still haven't gotten one. Um, for those of you who might be listening and were critical of men getting one, but she did get one, which were a pair of Yeezys to something I already had. So, yes, we have gotten Yeezy since we have been gone. That is correct, uh, just for clarity um, on that uh, piece of information. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I've been a fan, uh, probably my, at this point, my favorite rapper maybe of my lifetime. Uh, I think at this point he's probably surpassed. Lil Wayne, um, as Wayne has aged, I appreciate all that he's done, but he's just not my favorite uh, any longer. I don't look for him like I look for Ye, who has an album set to be on the way, but I wouldn't hold my breath because you'd probably die if you think we're getting an album on Feb February 22nd. Um, but I'll run through this pretty quickly. Um, uh, but first, we had the baby situation. We didn't actually talk about much of this. Um, as it was going on, and that could have been for a good reason. Um, but based on the reports, there was supposed to be two different birthday parties. Um, as Kim has moved on and as Ye has moved on as well with dating other people, two white people, ironically enough, um, there was a birthday party for, I think it was Chicago. And in this time, allegedly, it was supposed to have two separate parties, but Ye went on social media to let everyone know that he was not given the location to the birthday party that Kim was throwing. There's been a bunch of spin and public games that have been going on really since the Drink Champs interview, but a bunch of stuff started circulating afterwards. And so my thoughts were, I believe, and we've talked about if we ever get divorced, we would probably not be at each other's uh, kids' birthday parties, but hopefully that won't happen. Um, but I believe... Either parent should have access to come to the birthday party. And I think the really frustrating part about celebrity beef is that there are kids involved. And it sucks. Like, it's salacious and it can be entertaining to hear about the drama. But it also sucks that the drama is happening, especially when it's centered around the kids. And so that, to me, is really what made this kind of tough. And then, of course, you get on the Internet and everybody got an opinion and everybody's trolling and carrying along. And that doesn't help either. Um, but I do hope as they got four kids, there will be three more birthday parties and birthday parties going forward that there is better communication. Um, you shouldn't need your sister's boyfriend or baby daddy, whatever you want to call them, to send the address. I feel like there's better ways to communicate when you're as popular and as rich as they both are. Um, but I did feel away as someone who historically, and there's people in some of the other group chats I'm in, I'm in a lot of group chats. Now that I think about it, <laughs> um, have 
I've been a big Kim advocate for a long time. Uh, and the way in which she supported him at times he was tripping or more so misunderstood. Cause I don't believe he's really trip tripped in my opinion, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, but it was just, it's been enlightening to see kind of how this has played out as it started out as such a amicable divorce and we hang out and we talk and she's going to his shows and he's going to SNL and they're just, you know, just going through. And we were wondering when the heck are they getting divorced? So is this all a, a ploy? It is not that anymore. Uh, there's definitely drama. There have been dis a diss record made uh, towards Pete Davidson, which I think was grossly overblown by media. But I also would say I've also been someone that stood by TMZ and what they report and the way in which I've seen them report this situation. I'm pretty sure the Kardashians have a huge ownership stake <laughs> in TMZ because the way in which some of these stories are being written is just really disgusting. And I get why people don't like tabloids because these are real life people with real life emotions and someone with who by all accounts has had a history of mental health and they've done nothing to alleviate that in these circumstances and the way in which things are being written. Um, so he's had a heck of a run here recently. I, again, I thought I, I liked the song. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it trended relatively well. <laughs> I did not think that the Pete disc was so inflammatory. I heard Charlemagne come out and say, how can you be a man of God and say this? Do you listen to what people say? Do you, do you watch what they do? Like Charlemagne's a clown. Like, he he is huge in the industry. So shout out to you for getting how you got there. But shut up, bro. Like, stop. And so I also will say it has been very interesting. And I guess we're, I guess, guilty of it here in this moment. So many people are using him to try and advance their perspective careers or their perspective, whatever. And I would say we're different because I'm coming from, I would like to believe a more positive supportive angle, not feeding the fire of negativity. Like, it's just been really, really something to see with them. And I hope that the parenting piece and the family piece can chill out and that she can go on. She just got new funding for Skims. They can do great business. They're, they're apparently co-owners of all of each other's businesses, which is which also... Which I think is, that's one of the things that's holding up the divorce. Because if they're dissolving everything, right. like, I don't want to go to work or have to work and have to talk to you about a company that I don't want you to own anymore. Yeah. So I think that's probably a thing that's taking some time. Yeah. I don't disagree. But yeah, that's kind of my, my big piece. And then obviously Kanye seemingly admitted to knocking out a fan. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's the best legal move, but when you got that much money, I guess you don't really care. But the fact that you joked about that was a little off-putting. Not gonna lie. I don't think that was really necessary. Um, granted the person was apparently going to take advantage of him and sell his autograph, but that's, that's the way the world works. People do the same thing with your shoes. I've done it. Um, so you can't just go around knocking people out <laughs> because they're going to, you know, sell your stuff. But do you have any thoughts on Mr. Yay and what he's been going through? I feel bad for the man. Like it's just a lot. Divorce, divorce is nasty. Even when it's amicable, whatever. It still sucks. There's just a lot of emotions. There's a lot of feelings. And you go through a whole lot to get from being happily married to we're getting divorced. I don't want to be with you anymore. And I think 
for me, watching him, you know, publicly, very publicly say, like, I don't want the divorce. I don't want to lose my family. I come from a broken home. Like, this isn't how I want my kids to grow up to now I'm on social media live um, talking about how I can't get access to my kids. Security like, stopping me from yeah, seeing my like, kids. That's a big deal, especially for someone who is an involved parent. You can say whatever you want about Kanye being crazy or whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, he is still a parent. Those are his kids who he's never had, you know, to think about setting up an appointment or anything like that to have access to them. And so now it seems like there was no defined um, custodial agreement or how they were handling things now that it's not so sweet. And so for me, I think it's totally understandable. Even if we said we're having two birthday parties, if I say I want to come to the birthday party, I'm coming to the birthday party. Like, I don't feel like that's a discussion that really needs to be had. And for Kanye, it's like, why can't I come? Fine, Pete's there. Pete's going to be there. You dating this clown. You're dating this clown. It's got nothing to do with me being a present and participating parent. Um, So I thought that was real childish and foolish of the Kardashians. um, Because then as soon as the you know, everything gets solved. You see the Kardashian media wheel just going out to spin the story. And now all of a sudden, nobody knew that Kanye wanted to come to the party and we hadn't discussed, like, okay, fine. If that's the story you guys want to tell, it's the story you want to tell. Like you said, I don't like that it's getting ugly because at least North is old enough. Like, she's on TikTok now. Mm-hmm. And much to Kanye's dismay, he doesn't want her on TikTok. Um, she's old enough She's got her own cell phone. She can see, you know, the things that people are saying about her dad. They can, she can see the things people are saying about her mom. Um, so it's all unfortunate that it's going to play out in the media the way that it seems like it's going to play out. Um, I hope that they can get back on one accord, especially involving the kids. But considering who we're dealing with, they probably won't. So I'm sure there'll be more stories and more things that come out that are embarrassing. I mean, to tell you the truth, it's all embarrassing to me. So I can only imagine how embarrassing it is for them. Um, You know, Kanye gonna be Kanye though. And the interesting thing about this that I don't think the Kardashians really fully thought through was that he's not just gonna be quiet. Like all of their other exes. Like nobody heard anything from Chris Humphreys after him and Kim got divorced after what they were married for three months. 72 days, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, Scott, he's still pretty tame because he's still on payroll. Um, everybody, you know, even Lamar has come out now talking he about how real great desperate Cole, Chloe was the great love of his life and all these things, and it's just like they haven't had to deal with an ex like Kanye because you're not going to (laughs) just put a muzzle on Kanye and he's not just going to say what you want him to say. So I would advise him to stop pissing him off. But, you know. And he said as much in his Hollywood Unlocked video. He did. He said, y'all can keep playing. Don't mess with me and my kids. And I don't know how anyone can negatively take that. Like, 
Because everybody, if, if you're a parent, when you're a parent, when you have children, like everybody has that same sentiment. They, but that's the stuff. thing. They, but a lot don't. I think that's the other part. A lot of people don't. Oh well, we ain't them. Yeah, I agree. It's not. It's not ever just gonna be cool for you to think that you're gonna play around with my kid. Just, it's not. And I totally feel Kanye on that. Yeah. Like, there's not a day that it's it's never gonna be cool. So, yeah. I feel for him. Um, but along that news, he's been busy, busy, busy in music. Had a New Year's party with Future. Justin LaBoy and him have been running around like crazy. And someone else that apparently at a Balenciaga store in Miami he shot a video with was the great, I guess we'll call her, Cardi B. Um, oh, apparently, there's, there's music coming. And I will admit, I didn't think Cardi would have lasting power. <laughs> Uh, she just won't go away in this industry, but she is leveled up and leveled up and leveled up and keeps leveling up. She's giving her husband million dollar checks or two million dollar checks. I'm not sure how much it was. She made the statement that being rich is boring or something to that effect, which you got to be pretty rich for it to get boring. Um, she's met with you know President Biden when he was running, so Bernie her, Sanders, like she's Bernie, yeah, she's yeah. Just, has become a very iconic force for this generation. Um, in, in in a lot of ways, it set the blueprint. She's one of, I think, the first people that I believe got into music and in so many ways has gotten out. Like, she's put out <laughs> a couple singles with other people. She's done a couple feature verses. I think she just has the one album still. And there seems to be no indication that a new album's coming. Like, she might, like I said, hop on the verse or something, but Cardi's we may never get another Cardi album because she don't need it. And by all accounts, the money's not there. Uh, but we do this. And we just went through, you know, the, the Kim and Kanye and Ye situation. We've talked about a bunch of people's situations. And as I said, I think where we are different is we typically stay away from the ultra negative and ultra Slander. slanderous, trashy stuff. And I can't remember the lady's name. Tasha K. Tasha K. Um, has gotten pretty wealthy off of it. Or I'll call it rich. I don't know her money. I don't count her pockets. But it has come at a cost. And the cost is $3.5 million. And her defamation suit against Cardi. And it was reported that as of, I believe, September, um, Cardi offered, I think it was like hundred grand. Or some, maybe it was seventy-five grand, and she was like, "No, like yeah, I'm not she paying." She was, yeah, she thought she was gonna win the case, and then Cardi had to take like the STD test, or what do you is that? What you call it? Yeah. Um, basically. and it came out, and it was negative, and she just kept going, and I, it was like like Jussie. We we talked about Juicy Smouye. <laughs> like, there's a point where you got to know cut your losses. And I've heard other people say the key to being a liar is you got to stick to the lie. But there, there comes a breaking point where I don't know, again, I don't know her money situation, but I would much rather pay, I think it was like $75,000 over $4 million. Like that, that that's not even, a, and if you know, Plus like him, like I think the legal fees got it up because it was I think one point nine, and then with legal it jumped to the three. Mm. But with him, you know you lying. With her, you, you know, know you're, you're lying. lying. 
So why are you just like for what you're worth? You're successful in your field. Like you clearly have accomplished a lot. You know, you lying. So just stop lying on this lady. Like and she, by all accounts, is not the one you talked about. The Kardashians not want to mess with. Yay. Cardi will say what Cardi feels, whether it's publicly correct or not. So that's not the one politically correct. Politically correct. What did I say? Publicly. Yeah, <laughs> not politically correct. Like she's not the one to go after because she's made it very clear. I got time. And then she got up there, and I'm not saying she's lying, but the idea that she was like at the lowest point of her life because of the stuff that's being said, she's gonna sell it. And yes, and Tasha came out after the fact and said, This is big business and brands behind her. Yeah, there are. So, no, you're not just slandering Cardi. You're slandering all of those potential brands as well who want to defend investment. But even in, within her saying that, because, like, I think out of everything that she said since the verdict came out, that portion annoyed me the most. Because it's like, yes, Cardi is a brand. And there are big businesses, big brands behind her. But they're behind her because they support her. They're behind her because they believe in her brand, which you were trying to destroy with your lies. And the fact that you keep doubling down on the lie that you keep telling, just that doesn't make sense. Like there's nothing about any of the situation for you that makes sense. Nobody's attacking you because they want to bring down a small black business owned woman. Like they didn't care about you until you started lying about Cardi. And then the fact that she gave you an out. She gave you an out. She gave you a clear out. All she wanted you to do was stop talking about her and apologize. Say that the crap that you were saying was not true. You didn't have a source. There was no and you can spend credibility that. behind what you were saying. And you couldn't do that. This isn't like some David and Goliath type thing. <laughs> like you, you're yeah. trying to look like a victim and you're not the victim here. Like, that's the part that really pissed me off. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Cardi. Congratulations on your win. Um, some of that stuff was none of our business to begin with. What If it was true or not, wasn't our business. And the fact that it was just a lie, like, you got to be a certain type of person to just flagrantly lie about people and then to this extent. So I'm glad uh, the, the suit came out. And for her to be a small and Cardi to be big, that's a big number. It is. Because normally you would think, oh, the super celebrity, they're not going to get much. Like, $4 million basically is a lot of money. Um, and if that puts her out of business or whatever happens, you did it to yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. The last piece, and people playing themselves, um, <laughs> Mr. Antonio Brown. Um I don't know who's advising you. No one's advising him. I don't know. And he got on TV or some interview with a lawyer. He was on, I think it was on Brian Gumble. So you're going on a media tour similar to Jamie Lynn. Uh, you say you put out your little song, which I can promise you that's probably not being listened to any longer. You say you got an album coming with Ye. More power to you. But some people just can't get out of their own way. And you've now belittled people in the mental health community when people are trying to give you a pass. You've messed up your bag so many times. It started by just not paying somebody a couple thousand dollars. And you got suspended game checks, which cost you 10, 20 times as much. Like, just 
epic, bad, continual decision-making. And we talked about the kids aspect. He got kids. And I can't think that when you're throwing your pads on the sideline, even if you felt disrespected, which by all accounts, you really weren't. And you've been very wishy-washy on why you was pissed off. Your kids got to answer for some of this stuff. Or you're raising them and showing them how to act. And you're rich, so you kind of get away with it to a certain extent. If they are not as rich as you, they could find themselves in a whole lot of trouble. If they start doing this on a practice field in JV, middle, high school, or college, they're not tolerating it. Even with the NIL stuff. They probably won't play sports. And like real talk, like there's a stain that he's leaving with his legacy. That's going to touch them if they decided to play sports. 100%. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, and to that point, you've blown a lot of money that you're trying to get recouped. Like you had, if you could have been cool for a week, you would have got 30 million guaranteed from the Raiders. You couldn't make it a week. Tom Brady was going to get you the extra million dollars because he did it for Gronk and he did it for you the year before and you just couldn't deal with it. And so I hope you think that, or I hope it works out for you. To a certain extent, but then I think that would validate the behavior, which who knows what's coming next. But um, just at really, really disappointing. Uh, somebody who's been a fan of his on the field for a long time, defended him to a certain extent, even when he was in Pittsburgh. Like, it just, it's been hard to watch. And then when you start, just from a principle standpoint, no black, no white, for what Tom Brady did for you, and now you've, Tried to backtrack off he's that. He's pissed all over Tom. Like, that's just not the route to go. So if I'm any other player, and Tom's reputation amongst players is A1. It gets no better with players than what Tom has done. So for you to go at him the way you went about it so publicly, I hope it worked out for you. I don't see you running around with Ye as much who said he ain't got no phone because um, he's trying to finish an album. So... Whatever happens, happens, bro. If somebody bring you in next year, more power to you. But clown of the year that for me. Like a decade. Like it's sport in the sports world. Who's messed up? The yeah, in the last, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's so been like, a long time since anybody can even be close. To had issues, but that was more that so was off the field. That was private off stuff. the field, more private. This has been publicly broadcast, and with that that incident on the field. We're going to be watching that for years yeah. and years to come. Like, um, he's probably, if he makes it into the Hall of Fame, and that's, at this point, it's a really big if. And that's a huge if, because now they care. That stuff you're that's doing stuff matters. That now matters. Like, if we just watch Barry Bonds not get in. Fame, like, it's not even going to, it's not going to hit Who's gonna do a the speech? way. Exactly. It's not going to hit the way that it should have, considering the athlete that he is. And that's, a, again, when you look, when you get to the other side of life, when you're older and you start thinking about how people are going to remember you, how people will talk about you after you're gone. These are the things, these are the headlines. Like, unfortunately, like when people pass on, like it's not always, oh, they were this wonderful person. Right. Oh, they were this. Oh, they were that. We've talked about some that passed in this yeah. episode in their legacy. It's, and this is becoming way more of your legacy than your performance. Anything else has. And that's the part that sucks. So, you know, I want to feel bad for him. Like, originally when they had the whole 
mental health thing going, I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense how he's acting. But now, the more he opens his mouth, the worse Man. he makes it. Yeah, so... so. Yeah, it's been a lot. I know there are a number of things we didn't cover. Um, a lot of things we didn't cover. Didn't cover, but we are back. Um, so look forward to us next Monday at noon. Excuse me. February 7th, we are officially yeah. back. Um, at be our next regular, Monday. Yeah, February 7th. Okay. February 7th, um, yeah. Officially back at our regular time slot on Monday at noon. We've got dope content coming. If you're not following us on our social media platforms, make sure you hit us up. Those will be in the bio. Yeah. Comments. Comments, whatever. Um, we've got a lot of dope stuff that's going to be happening this year. So thank you for riding with us last year and get ready for a dope ride this year. There's cool things all the way around. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely cool things. Um and so, as we've seen in detail in this episode, in life, things happen. Um, you have the power to choose what you do. Probably choose wisely than Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, so definitely choose wisely. But like Antonio has done, always bet on you. <laughs> if you have been blessed by us, go ahead and bless us. We got another kid now. Um, and there's more and more stuff that we really have planned um, for you guys. So exciting, exciting things to come. Thank you. Take care and enjoy the rest of your week.